When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. Hello and welcome into the Pick'em Pod, brought to you by Block M Podcast Network, and very excited here recording with you on September 14th, headed into September 15th, and we've got week three of the college football season on the docket for you, picking eight games against the spread, odds brought to you via DraftKings Sportsbook, myself, Luke Yardy, along with Von Lozon and Dan Plucker, ready to pick eight big games against the spread, we'll call them big uh, just for the sake of the show here, the the slate is a little stale, but still uh, some some great games to to pick here spread wise. You know, we got to be thankful for the spreads uh, to to make this weekend a, a little more interesting. Big winner last week, Dan going five and three, followed by Vaughn at four and four. I was the big loser struggling uh, at three and five as it works out on the season. Dan and myself are both tied for at the top with a 12 and nine overall record, while Vaughn is about three games behind at nine and 12 we also have all uh survived on our eliminator pick dan and i going with indiana we could go vaughn rolling with michigan state so we're gonna get to all that before we do how we do it boys hey good it's been a good week it's been a long week ready for the weekend to watch some of these games see how this all plays out and you mentioned it's a stale slate of games this week uh that's putting it lightly man i mean some of these spreads that we're about to go through or just i mean it's incredible the we had we had single digit spreads on everything but the michigan game last week now i think we've only got one we got two we've got two games with single uh digit spreads so it should be an interesting week to say the least betting wise uh college football wise not so much but we'll see how we do uh, coming up here dan you uh you killed it last week brother you had a great week uh i thought you were gonna go six and two but we all lost the Bama one. So you got to give to get, I suppose. Yeah. That's the second week in a row that we've all bet on the same team and lost. And we did it with Alabama and then Colorado the week before. So kind of a little bit of mess there, (laughs) but uh, hopefully we don't have that situation this week. And I know that the matchups this weekend aren't necessarily great in terms of top 25 opponents, but I think there are a couple top 15 teams that could get upset this week. And we'll kind of dig into those. 
Well, we're we're gonna start it off with uh I, I would be thrilled if this is one of those top fifteen teams that got knocked off. Uh I, I've got a struggle seeing it happening though. We're gonna we're gonna start with Central Michigan headed to number nine Notre Dame and the Irish a thirty four and a half point favorite in South Bend, Vaughn. God, uh, would we be so pumped if this were one of those games that uh, ends up in uh, the Chippewas' favor? But I, I don't see it playing out that, that way. And uh, you know, as a CMU grad, it pains me to pick against them, but I will choose Notre Dame uh, to cover the spread and obviously win this game. I chose CMU a couple weeks ago uh, to cover against Michigan State. Kind of a homer pick. Uh, was betting with my heart, not my head. Uh, they obviously did not do that. Heading into South Bend against uh, this team, much stronger, obviously, than Michigan State. I could see this one being like the blowout of the weekend. Notre Dame is one of the stronger teams in the country. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it also pains me to say that. So uh, going into this matchup, uh, I'm just going to close my eyes, duck for cover, and hope and pray that uh, uh, the Chippewas cover the spread at the very least. But I will pick Notre Dame. Dan, how about you, man? Yeah, I'm also rolling with the Fighting Irish at home. I mean, Sam Hartman just keeps lighting up defenses, and Central Michigan has allowed 279 passing yards per game this season to Michigan State and New Hampshire. I think he absolutely eats them alive. And it doesn't end there either because on the ground, Audric Estime is averaging eight yards a carry right now too. He's probably the best running back in the nation through the first two weeks. And I just don't see how Central Michigan is going to be able to slow them down at all. They're two and eight against the spread in their last 10 games. So I'm laying the points with Notre Dame. Yeah, there's no question. I'm on the Notre Dame side here, but the, the biggest reason uh, is on the other side of it, right? I think Notre Dame is talented enough and they have enough speed on the defensive side of the football uh, to make Central Michigan one-dimensional you go back yeah Central Michigan put up 45 against New Hampshire but 236 yards came on the ground at four and a half yards of carry they ran it 52 times against New Hampshire compared to just 20 pass attempts uh Notre Dame is going to be able to slow down Bert Emanuel and make him a thrower and uh you know I I hope just like Vaughn that he does eventually uh kind of get that part of his game a, a little more polished and progressed but this is isn't going to be the week. So not only uh, is Central Michigan going to have a tough time moving the football in Notre Dame, this is probably, I think it is this week, the biggest discrepancy in teams uh, in, in terms of yards per play. Notre Dame averaging 7.4 yards per play, good for ninth in the country. CMU comes in at 3.2 yards per play, 129th uh, in the country. Major discrepancy there, Notre Dame rolls uh, against the Chippewas. Northwestern coming off a win a week ago. They're headed to Chapel Hill. Uh, excuse me, Durham. Uh, my apologies to, to any uh, um, uh, Duke fans out there. That was th Those are fighting words. But uh, Blue Devils, 18.5 point favorite over Northwestern, Dan. Yeah, Duke has the upper hand here uh, in terms of the game because of Riley Leonard. I mean, the kid's looking like a stud right now. They're coming off that win over Clemson, which is why they're a top 25 team right now uh, but in their last game they ran 45 times against Lafayette so Leonard didn't get a lot of a lot of go in that last competition and last year when this game was played Northwestern was actually beating Duke at home in Evanston kept the game really close I know these teams are a little bit different uh, especially on the Northwestern side of things um, but because of this game's at Wall Wallace Wade Stadium I think that 
people are putting a little bit too much on the Duke side of things at 18 and a half points. The under is hitting seven of the last nine games of these matchups with Duke uh, for Northwestern. And so I think Duke wins, but Northwestern keeps this one close enough in a low scoring game uh, that that three touchdown uh, area is just a little too much for me. So I'm going to go with Northwestern in the points here. Vaughn, how do you see it playing out? This is a really odd one to me because Northwestern laid in a, pretty much a goose egg week one against Rutgers came back. Uh, They were actually underdogs at home against UTEP last week, and they ended up beating them by 31 points. So this one is just, I mean, it's, it's like hot or cold, which, which Northwestern team are you going to get this week? Are they going to be the hot team? Are they going to be the cold team? I don't really know what to make of uh, this Wildcats team uh, two weeks into the season. So I'm just going to roll the dice and go with Duke uh, with the 18 and a half points. They have, a uh, NFL caliber quarterback. They've got already a uh, marquee win on their schedule already two weeks into the season. They're looking pretty good. And I think they will be able to uh, come out on top of this one. Hopefully they're able to cover, but I'm not very confident with uh, Duke uh, covering this spread, but I will take them anyways with the 18 and a half. Yeah, man, it's scary for all the points. uh, I think that Dan, laid out you could absolutely see this being a bit of a a rock fight here i am gonna lean with the duke side of things to cover uh, although i'm with you von it's a little scary you know trusting this team to to cover that spread uh but when you dive a little deeper uh into that utep game 31 point favorite yeah i mean 31 point win uh you know awesome win but you kind of look at it they won the turnover battle three to nothing it was a little closer in total yards than you might expect uh northwestern only outgained utep uh 391 to 319 uh and utep comes in at 118th uh in sp plus so uh, a true bottom of the barrel team uh and you got the big win on the scoreboard but you, you break down a little further and it was a little more evenly matched uh, than you might expect. Uh, Duke is about 1.2 yards per play better than Northwestern, and that offense was held to 201 yards uh, against Rutgers. And Duke's defense actually pretty good coming in at 31st in SP+. I have a tough time think- seeing uh, Northwestern scoring many points. The question is, can Duke get enough points uh, on the board to cover 18 and a half? I'm going to slightly lean that they do here this week. Western Kentucky, they're on the road to Ohio State as they run into the shoe and the Buckeyes, a 29 and a half point favorite, Vaughn. Yeah, I'm going to choose Western Kentucky with this one. I chose against Ohio State two weeks ago when they went to Indiana, ended up getting that one right. Uh, I just don't trust Ohio State this season to put up the points that they have in recent years. And we've heard Ryan Day complain about it already two weeks into the season. Uh, He's making the excuse of the running clock is the issue after you pick up first downs. Now Uh, reading between the lines, it's really him saying that his offense just isn't as high powered as it has been in recent years with quarterbacks like Justin Fields and CJ Stroud, Kyle McCord. He was named the starting quarterback officially for the rest of the season, but wouldn't be shocked if Devin Brown still gets in there for some plays. It just seems like there's still some uncertainty there at the quarterback position. And uh, on the other side with Western Kentucky, they've put up 41 points on Southern Florida in week one. And then they put up 52 points last weekend against Houston Christian, albeit Those two aren't world beaters by any means, but their quarterback, Austin Reed, uh, essentially perfect on the season, thrown six touchdown passes, no interceptions, 67 and a half percent completion rate. 
Uh, so I really like what they've got going on offense. I'm still skeptical of Ohio State's defense, so I will pick Western Kentucky to cover the spread in this one. Dan, how do you see it playing out? I mean, when you're looking at this game, you have to ask the question, what has Ohio State done to give me the confidence that they can win by a game by almost 30 points? I mean, they've, they've barely put up 30 points in each of their games this season. I think it's 35 was their total for the first two games. And this offense just is looking horribly inefficient because of their quarterback play. Their quarterbacks are competing, completing 60.9% of their passes right now. And they played most of their starters well into the fourth quarter against Youngstown State last week and still didn't even cover. In the last five games, they're one and four against the spread. The only one that they did uh, – actually cover was against Georgia in the college football playoff. Uh, Western Kentucky can put up points too. They're led by uh, senior quarterback Austin Reed, who's already got eight touchdowns this season. And although they might have the worst defense in college football, giving up 454 yards per game right now and 264 yards per game on the ground, which is a little bit concerning to me with the running back duel that Ohio State has. I think Western Kentucky covers and keeps this game relatively close. I mean, there's a chance there's a chance that this is within two touchdowns, I think. Uh, and I think if that's the case, it's time to push the panic button in Columbus. Well, boys, this this could make it three straight weeks where, where we get burned all together because I am also on the on the Hilltoppers side of things here. Look, we, we know that uh, Western Kentucky's defense is straight butt, but I think that the offense is legit. 449 yards a game. 6.4 yards of play. That is good for 22nd uh, in the country. This is the best offense Ohio State has seen thus far. I, I think they have a chance to get exposed a little bit. And, and look, at the end of the day, right, this is a huge number. With the new clock rules, I think it's really hard to cover a number this high on a team that has a chance to score two or three touchdowns on you. Like, yeah, yeah Ohio State's offense might look much better here this week. But I think Western Kentucky is going to be able to move the ball, move the chains, run some clock themselves, and stay within this very large number. So I'm rolling with Western Kentucky uh, plus the 29 and a half. We've got the Peacock game of the week. Number eight, Washington. They're traveling to East Lansing to take on Michigan State. No Mel Tucker on the sidelines. Interim head coach D'Antonio's coming back. How do we see this one playing out, Dan, with the Huskies a 16 and a half point favorite? Yeah, it's been a hell of a week in East Lansing, to say the least. Uh, but the bright side for Michigan State is this game is at home. Uh, but I just don't like the opponent that they're playing for them to cover this spread at 16 points. I know it's a lot, but the Spartans are 2-12 and against their spread in their last 14 games against the Pac-12. They've struggled. They lost to Washington, Arizona State twice. And just overall, it looks like they're struggling with Pac-12 teams. And the Pac-12 is damn good this year as well. Um, and they're also one and two against the spread at home as an underdog. I love this Washington offense. I love Michael Penix Jr. who has experience playing at Michigan State back when he was with Indiana. He's thrown for over 800 yards this season in two games. And this Washington defense has been playing pretty well so far this season too. I think they're just too explosive uh, to be reined in by a Michigan State squad that's scrambling right now with a lot of different things. Who knows what they're going to look like? I'm rolling with Washington and the Huskies. Uh, Vaughn, how about you, man? Same. I've got Washington winning and covering the spread. I would be stunned if this didn't turn into a blowout. Uh, it, it doesn't matter that the Spartans are at home. They're going to be without their head coach for the foreseeable future. They just don't have the pieces to hang around with this Washington team, and they're dealing with some injuries as well. 
Uh, Huskies, second best offense in the country, number nine overall per S&P Plus. And the Spartans offense, albeit they've looked nice the last couple weeks, this is definitely their first real test of the season. We'll really see what Noah Kim's made of uh, in this one. But uh, I, I just don't think it ends well for Michigan State. So I've got Washington winning big in East Lansing this weekend. I'm actually going to rock the other way on this one. I'm going to I'm going to side with the Spartans at plus 16 and a half. I think this is going to be uh, a very emotional and charged up game uh, in East Lansing. You know, I think the the players are uh, they, they've got an ability. They've had an ability to kind of to rally around pretty much the Spartan flag, uh, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Dan, Mark D'Antonio coming back to just everyone's going to be so fired up in that stadium. They're going to be selling alcohol. It's going to be a raucous, raucous environment. I think the Michigan state defense ha- has shown flashes. Uh, Michigan state actually offensively been pretty good. They're 30th in, in yards per play at 6.2. And I think Noah Kim has been solid enough, right? 36 of 53, 571 yards in, in five touchdowns. And uh, look, I, I think Washington's offense, you know, has a good chance to, to put up some points here, but I think Michigan State's going to give them a a tougher test, especially with the travel Washington to Michigan. I know it's a 5 p.m. game, so it doesn't uh, factor in as much as if it was a little bit earlier. But I I think Michigan State in this charged up environment is going to stick with the Huskies here this week. If you're looking for a fresh new look this season, our friends over at Homefield Apparel have you covered. And in case you aren't familiar, Homefield Apparel is a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of the Midwest. And not only is their stuff comfy, but it's officially licensed gear. You're going to have peace of mind knowing what you're buying is legit. The Homefield team, they create thoughtful designs by studying the team's history, traditions and legacy of every school Homefield has incredible Michigan designs I've got their crew neck that I absolutely love weather starting to change I'm going to be able to wear that a little bit more you're going to love your stuff as well if you want a piece of the action head over to homefieldapparel.com again that's homefieldapparel.com number seven Penn State I'm excited to talk about this one Nittany Lions 14 and a half point favorites as they travel to Champaign to take on the fighting Illini Ivan what an interesting spread at 14 and a half going. I know this is this is on the road for Penn State, uh, but they look like the uh, uh, top of the Big Ten through two weeks, in my opinion, at the very least. I, I've been kind of going back and forth on this one, but I do think I'm going to ride with Penn, <clears throat> excuse me, Penn State minus 14 and a half. I think they're the team to challenge Michigan in the Big Ten this year, and I just don't think Illinois has the horses uh, uh, this season with all the guys that went to the NFL draft after uh, uh, the previous season. And, uh, you know, James Franklin, he's kind of a madman when it comes to just uh, scoring. And and he he just seems to always be aware of the point spread, it seems. Like, there was one game last year, the Ohio State game, like, he was well aware of the point spread in that one. Lost some money on that one. And I I believe uh, it was the West Virginia game a couple weeks ago where it was like, okay, like, did we really need that final touchdown at the end of the game? I don't think so. Uh, But it did help Penn State cover probably uh, helped a lot of uh, Nittany Lions students uh, uh, pay for their uh, alcohol tabs that night. So I will take the Nittany Lions to cover in this one, although I'm not uh, super confident in this one either. All right, Dan, curious to hear your thoughts. I, you know, uh, I tweeted it out earlier. Explain this spread to me like I'm five. So here you go. Uh, go ahead and explain it to me, my man. Well, 
I don't know if I can explain it, to be honest with you. I don't know if I'm putting any money on this game. I am staying as far away as I can from this one because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me either, Luke. I was hoping you'd be able to explain it to me. But uh, what I do love about this game is I love the under. Uh, Penn State just does not play very well on the road. And usually if you're betting the under, you're going with the home team or the team that is the dog. Uh, but actually, I'm, I think I'm leaning towards Penn State in this one as well um, because I think that their defense is good enough to pretty much shut down whatever Illinois has going on on offense. Penn State's also 8-0-1 against the spread in their last nine games and 5-0-1 in their last six against the Big Ten. Illinois is 2-5 and 1-4 and conversely. So I think I'm going with Penn State in this one. Uh, but I would much rather put money on the under in this contest comparatively yeah guys uh i don't know what i'm missing here but the numbers tell me penn state's the the clear side uh illinois is giving up 477 and a half yards <laughs> per game they gave up 539 to kansas and 416 to freaking toledo man they were outgained by toledo they should have lost that game it took a miracle throw on a fourth down to keep them in that Penn State is number 12 in the country in yards per play at 7.2. I, I I cannot figure this out. And this is the most talented team that uh, Illinois will have seen thus far. That defense, they, they lost, what, three top 70, top 80 picks uh, on the defense a, a year ago. And Illinois just doesn't recruit at the, at the level high enough to replace those uh, in a single season. And then Penn State's defense, they're giving up only 224 yards per game. They only allowed 308 to West Virginia, 43rd in offensive SP+. Now they're taking on Illinois, who's 75th in offensive SP+. I look, man, I might get burned because the line doesn't make any sense, but I'm smashing Penn State this week. Minus 14 and a half. I, I, I just got to roll with it and I got to roll with the numbers. And if it comes back to bite me, it comes back to bite me. I We've mean, got to be fair. Illinois struggled early in the year in the past, too. So maybe that's the way that Vegas is looking at this. They lost to Indiana last year in their first game of the season. They didn't yeah. look good. And then all of a sudden they went on that run and were nearly in the Big Ten championship game. So who knows? Maybe that's what Vegas is thinking, that this Illinois team is going to heat up as Big Ten play progresses. But it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to betting against it. We've got number 15, <laughs> Kansas State. Headed to Missouri and well, Kansas State, the Wildcats, just a four point favorite against Missouri. This is another one kind of kind of catches the eye, Dan. Yeah, I can't figure this one out either. Two in a row that I'm just very confused by. Uh, but I'm rolling with Vegas knowing something that we don't know here uh, because Kansas State opened as just a point and a half favorite. And this line has moved like crazy in the last few days. It was up to six and a half at one point on the Kansas State side of things and now has moved all the way back down to four. Uh, Missouri's defense has been looking very good so far this season, albeit against bad competition. They also barely escaped a game with Middle Tennessee State last week. Uh, but Kansas State hasn't necessarily played anybody to Missouri's level either, so I'm going to trust the books and that, like I said, Vegas knows something that we don't hear. I'm going to roll with Missouri plus four. Vaughn, how do you see it playing out? I'm going to do the same thing, Dan. I'm going to roll with Missouri plus four as well. I was kind of going back and forth on this one, but then I started looking a little bit more into it. And Kansas State, on the offensive line, they may be in a little bit of trouble. Their senior right tackle, Christian Duffy, uh, is is injured and is not likely to play in this game. And he was 
uh, also not playing in the previous game that they had, uh, which forced their uh, left guard, Cooper Beebe, who is a uh, NFL caliber prospect, uh, forced him to go over to the right side because the uh, defensive end that was rushing on the right side was getting home pretty much every single time. Uh, they played Troy last week, and they only ran for 147 yards against the Trojans. So I just smell some trouble here for Kansas State. I'm going to ride with Missouri plus four, and this could be uh, upset central here this weekend. Oh, boy, we're all steam chasing, boys. I've got the Tigers plus four as well. Uh, you know, the home dog here. Um, I, I do like that aspect. A couple of things going Missouri's way. This team was embarrassed by Kansas State a year ago. They've come out this week and talked about it openly and said, we do not have a good taste in our mouth about that game a year ago. We have been incredibly focused in our preparation for this game. And I've got a bold prediction here for you. I think Missouri is going to come out slinging this thing. You talked about that close call against Middle Tennessee State. The play calling, what the F were they doing, man? They had 46 rushes to 19 passes against Middle Tennessee State. They averaged 2.4 yards per carry and 10.7 yards per pass. And they, 46 to 19, rushed to pass. Go figure that one out. The offensive uh, coaches have even come out and said, we need to throw the ball a little bit more. They've got a quarterback that can sling the rock a little bit, and I think they're going to come out and do that, and they're going to at least cover this spread, if not win this game outright. I'm rolling with the Tigers. Headed to the swamp. Uh, I heard a nugget here today. This is only the second time, I believe, that Tennessee has been favored at Florida in something like the last two or three decades. None of them more than three points uh, is what I heard, but we've got the volunteers just a shade under a touchdown, six and a half point favorites uh, against Florida here this week, Vaughn. We mentioned the home dog with Missouri. Let's mention the home dog with Florida because I'm going to roll with the Gators to cover this one. I believe Tennessee, uh, it, I think they may be in some trouble this week, and I would not be shocked if Florida comes out of this game with a dub. It's never an easy task to go to the swamp. It's a night game. Joe Milton, during his college career, Far worse on the road than he is at home. He only completes 51.8% of his passes on the road and has thrown six touchdowns to four interceptions. Florida put up a big fight against Tennessee last year, and that was on the road at Tennessee. They only lost by five, excuse me, five points. Now, granted, this is a completely different Florida team. They don't have Anthony Richardson. They've got Graham Mertz at the quarterback position. So it is a little bit of a different circumstance here, but I do like Florida to at least cover the spread. Wouldn't shock me in the least if they outright won this game uh, at Florida in the swamp Saturday night. Wow. All righty. How about you, Dan? You, you rolling that way as well? I am actually, and he covered a lot of what I was going to say about the Florida Gators as well. I know we were very down on them in week one against Utah, but this is a completely different situation. At home, in the swamp, Tennessee 
has only won there two times since 2003. And it was in 2003 and 2000, I think it was 17. So just a couple of years ago. Uh, it's, it's not common that Tennessee goes into the swamp and wins. Florida was five and two as an underdog last year against the spread as well. They're at home this year. They have an explosive offense, even with Graham Mertz behind it. Their receiving core and the talent around him is pretty impressive. I'm worried about both of these defenses and I, I can see a lot of points being put up in this game so i love the overfit 58 and a half uh, i believe is where it's sitting at the moment so yeah i'm riding with the over i'm riding with florida and i might sprinkle a little bit on the money line here too bon i uh it, it's it's been back and forth with me here today i originally started my position with florida but i have since flipped that here i am gonna rock with the favorites with tennessee as scary as it is you know uh but still under a key number of seven both teams have been a little underwhelming uh, to, to begin this year, to be fair. But I think Tennessee still has another gear uh, that they can go find under under Heupel and uh, Joe Milton. And you look at, at the yards per play, Tennessee still very solid, 5.8 yards per play. Florida, just 4.9 uh, here this year. At the end of the day, I, I don't trust Joe Milton or Graham Mertz, but I trust Graham Mertz a, a little bit less. So I'm going to roll with the volunteers to cover just the shade under a touchdown in the swamp. Finally, headed to Ann Arbor, where Bowling Green coming in for a night game, 730 kick at number two, Michigan. The Wolverines, 40 and a half point favorites, Dan. Yeah, and I've fallen for the last two weeks. I'm not going to do it today. I'm going with Bowling Green plus 40 and a half. Uh, and I, I know why it's there. It's because of Connor Basilek and how much he throws interceptions. He is very turnover prone. He threw an interception in all but one start last year when he was at Indiana. And albeit he was throwing 45 times a game, so I don't necessarily blame him. Uh, but he just does not take care of the football. In week one, he threw three picks. Three picks and only completed six passes. So I get why this number is where it's at. Uh, but I just don't – I don't think that because of the way that this clock is running, I don't think that Michigan can put up the points unless they score a few defensive or special teams touchdowns for this to get up to 40-plus uh, in favor in their favor. So, yeah, I'm rolling with Bowling Green plus 40-and-a-half because I'm just too scared uh, and I'm scarred from the last two weeks. Vaughn, how do you see it? Yeah, you finally came over to the light <laughs> side, man. It's uh, yeah, it, it's Bowling uh, Green. It's it, forty and a half. It, it's an incredible number. Michigan hasn't covered yet this season, so until they do, I'm going to keep riding with uh, the opposition here. So, especially when the point total is this high with the running clock, and you know they're going to pull JJ and the starters probably midway through the third quarter, uh, if not uh, probably towards the end of the third quarter. Uh, about the uh, time frame that they did it last week. So yeah, I'm I'm going to roll with the Falcons here to cover this ginormous spread. Man, it, you know, slowly but surely you guys came uh came to the light. You go back to week 1. I was the only one that bet against Michigan ATS last week. Vaughn joined me. Now all three of us are going to go ahead and grab the points. You're going to give me 40 and a half points against a team it doesn't care how much they win by that are not going to play their starters on either side of the ball for a single down, probably in the fourth quarter. Yeah, go ahead and, and give me all those points. Michigan's going to continue to try things. They're going to continue to run the ball and let that offensive line start to mesh a little bit more uh, as they continue to get better. And 
that clock is going to keep moving. JJ isn't going to throw any incompletions and Bowling Green's probably going to get a late score on the, the second or third team defense. I'm taking uh, the plus 40 and a half here. All three of us are still alive in the eliminator. Uh, we all have used Maryland already. Dan and myself have both used Indiana while Vaughn has used Michigan state as we go to week three eliminator Vaughn. Yeah, I'm going to roll with uh, the team that is in uh, that is due for a get right game. And that's Wisconsin at home against Georgia Southern seems to be one of the easier picks of the week uh, on the non-conference schedule. Badgers obviously lost a a tough one at Washington State a week ago, but they're going to look to rebound at home this week against an inferior opponent. I will roll with uh, the Badgers of Wisconsin. How about you, Dan? Yeah, I thought about Wisconsin. I'm just a little concerned. New coach and, uh, you know, just trying to figure themselves out still. They haven't looked very good the first two weeks. I mean, Buffalo played them pretty well. I think it was Buffalo in week one. Uh, so instead, I, I'm going to finish one. I'm going with Iowa over Western Michigan. I don't trust Iowa for a lot of the Big Ten play based on what I've seen so far from them, even though they have uh, cracked into the top 25. Uh, but I think that that's probably the one I'm most confident in for a win uh, in terms of the middle teams of the Big Ten. Obviously, I think Michigan and Ohio State are going to take care of business, but I'm holding on to them for later. So, yeah, I'll go with the Hawkeyes against uh, Western Michigan here. Dan, you absolutely read my mind, man. I, at first, I was like, oh, I got to roll with Wisconsin. Then I started planning it out. And I said, I think Iowa's the play uh, here this week against Western Michigan. So I'm rolling with the with the Hawkeyes as well. Uh, I don't think Western Michigan really going to be much of a threat to the Hawkeyes. But like you said, maybe the only other game I was really fully confident in the in the Hawkeyes was when they took on Purdue. But I think this is a good spot to to go ahead uh, and grab them here this week uh, for the Eliminator. So eight picks against the spread, our Eliminator pick. What a week as we head into Week Three of the college football season. And as always, before we go, Vaughn, where can we find you on social media? Follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon and feel free to follow uh, Mason Brew as well. We'll be tweeting through the Michigan game at Mason Brew. Dan, how about you? Yeah, you can follow me at Dan Plucker. That's P-L-O-C-H-E-R. And either we're going to look really smart or really dumb this week because all three of us picked five of the games the same oh, way. No. So it should be interesting to see how this goes. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. We'd appreciate you subscribing, rating, and leaving a review wherever you get your podcast. we got a lot of great ones here on the Block M Podcast Network to get you through each and every week of the college football ball season for my partners von lozon and dan plucker i'm luke yardy and we'll see you next week for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click granger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done on the pick'em pod.